Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Here we go once again, Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. My good friend Mike Kapler is with me. And as uh, we uh, continue on talking a little bit about tithing and giving, and if there's a difference there, which of course we think there is, we always want to encourage people to look to Jesus, to look at who they are in their identity in Jesus Christ, because as people who have Christ indwelling us, it's not as if we're just lazy, no good people who don't want to give anything. We, of course, want to encourage people to look at who they are in Christ and to give according to the life of Christ that's in them. But one of the points we've been making in this series, Cap, about tithing, where I, you know, I believe, as I wrote in, in a series on this, that we're freed from tithing and free to give. You know, we want to encourage people that they, they are free from giving any certain percent. And please listen back to our first two programs on this, last week and the week before. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it this week as well. Be freed from an obligatory standard for giving and be freed to give as your heart directs you to give. Well, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last, last week's program, we, we obviously can't go back and cover everything again, but I would encourage you to go back and listen last week, org, and then uh, get caught up here with us because I, I don't want you to just you know pick out something that we said this week and not understand the context in which it was meant by not hearing last week's program. So done a couple of them on the tithe so far. This would be our third. You know, we, we talked about some things about Malachi and the tribes of Israel, even touched a little bit on Abraham last week, which we're going to do again, I think, this week too. But the point is, I think, Joel, that uh, a lot of people, as you were saying before we came on this program today, you and I were talking, and, and different people gave different amounts of money. There, there was the tithe of bringing that tenth of the, the food for the for the Levitical priesthood, but there were also people who had money. The tithe was all about the food. Uh, there were people who had money who may have given different amounts for different things, for different reasons, which were separate apart from the tithe. Also keep in mind that the tithe is a part of the Mosaic law. It was set up for the Israelites under that law. And we as Christians should know, if you listen to our Covenant Confusion series, that we are no longer under the Mosaic Law anymore. Jesus fulfilled, he accomplished the law. When he died on the cross, the old covenant was thrown out, it was replaced with a new covenant, a better and everlasting covenant. And so why would we want to take one law out of all those hundreds of laws, like the tithe or the Sabbath or anything else, why would you want to just pick one? and say that this somehow still applies under the New Covenant. And I do want to reiterate again, as we move forward, we're going to get around to this, either on this program or the next one probably. We're not saying all of this to give you an excuse not to give or to provide zero dollars to your church or anything like that. But we, we do want to talk about New Covenant giving. But before we do that, we're just pointing out what the Old Covenant tithe was really about and how it really has no place in the New Covenant. Right, exactly. Because, like, I, I think you made a really good point there that there were, you know, 600 plus laws in the Old Covenant, and the church readily will admit that we don't follow 613 laws. Some people are stuck on the Big Ten, uh, the Ten Commandments, 
which again, we're not under, under those either, but why would we go back and pick and choose just certain ones that we're under and then leave the other ones alone? We're either under the law or we're not, and uh, we're not. And so uh, we're not under any tithing laws. And, and it's true, we're not under any obligation to give anything whatsoever. We're not obliged to give. However, it is our new nature to give. We are encouraged to give. I think, you know, Paul gives a really good way to decide how how much we want to give. Give cheerfully according to what you have desired to what you have decided in your heart to give. You know, if you look at yourself, your identity in Christ, and you, and you look at all that God has given you, how can you not want to give? Again, yeah, we're not talking about not giving. We're just talking about not giving a certain percentage as an obligation. Uh, you're free to give more than 10%, less than 10%. It doesn't have to be money. It can be lots of other things. But the bottom line is uh, just be free to give uh, according to what you uh, desire in your heart to give. All right. So as we move on from where we've been, again, I encourage you to go back and listen to the past couple of programs. But moving forward now... We talked about Abraham last week, Joel, at the end of the program, and uh, you pointed out some things about Abraham tithing before the law, but they were uh, from the spoils of war. He did it one time. I pointed out, too, that Abraham also sacrificed animals. Well, animal sacrifices became part of the law, right? We don't do those anymore. Certainly, uh, just because Abraham sacrificed animals doesn't mean that we do that today. And so the same is true with the tithe. But Melchizedek, kind of a, a mysterious character that you uh, brought up last week when it came to Abraham, and he's mentioned in Hebrews as well, the book of Hebrews. Well, yeah, Cap, uh, Melchizedek, kind of a, a funny name. Uh, who's this Levi? Or who's this Melchizedek character? Well, you know, we could do a whole podcast on that, but for lack of time, I'm just going to hit the highlights of what Melchizedek is all about. And I do encourage everyone to read this for themselves. Going back to Hebrews 5, 6, and 7, a very long story made short. What we have here, the writer of Hebrews quotes from the Psalms, I think it's Psalm 110, saying that, he says this five times, that Jesus is high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. And here's what it says about Melchizedek in Hebrews 7. Melchizedek, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, again, this is Melchizedek, and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. That's Melchizedek. Contrast that with the earthly ministry of the Levites. They were mortal men. They died. Their sacrifices had to be repeated over and over and over and over again. They died, and new priests had to come. And they died, and new priests had to come. And it just repeated over and over again. And as Hebrews says, it made nothing perfect. However, through uh, Jesus, who was the of the order of Melchizedek, that's where our perfection came from. The problem was that the law said that the priesthood had to come through Aaron, and that's where the Levites came from. They came, they descended from Aaron. Jesus didn't come from Aaron, though. He came from the tribe of Judah. So 
from a law point of view, Jesus could not be our high priest. So something had to be done. Something had to be proven. It had to be proven that Jesus was greater than the Levites. And so here's, again, real briefly what Hebrews 7 says about that. Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. What that proved was that Melchizedek is greater than Abraham. Well, the Levites eventually descended from Abraham. And so when Abraham gave his tithe to Melchizedek, those Levites were still in Abraham. They were in his bosom. They were in his loins, as the, as the Bible says. So that proves that when Abraham gave his tithe to Melchizedek, that the Levites effectively tithed to Melchizedek, that proves that Melchizedek is greater than the Levites. And since Jesus is of the order of Melchizedek, then Jesus is greater than the Levites. That is all that Hebrews 7 is trying to say. It has nothing to do with us tithing. It has nothing to do with us giving a tithe to Jesus. It's all about proving that Jesus is greater than the Levites so that it can be said then that Jesus is our high priest. So much more can be said about all this, but I really wanted to hit the highlights and just show what the writer was trying to say. It's so important that we understand that, uh, and again, I could go on and on about that, but I think that's as a good of a summary as I could give for now. Well, and, and you know, you mentioned it before. I mean, remember that the entire tithing system for the Israelites under the law was to provide for the Levites, the Levitical priesthood, who did not inherit the lands, but they provided the, the ministry to the people, to the other tribes. So keep that in mind. And then to realize that now under the new covenant, there's no longer a need for that priesthood. <laughs> mm-hmm. That we are, we are, well, Jesus became our high priest, but we are all kings and priests. If you take a look at in the, in the book of Acts, from, from what I see, people gave up it was a different system of, of giving. They they still Luke mentioned the the writer of Acts mentioned where where people did give alms. I mean they 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 did make donations with their money, uh, but we also see some some other things in there too about the original church where uh, it seemed as if no one was in need. People sold their possessions. They they divided them amongst everybody, since they were all priests. Uh, they could all receive something if they needed it. And so there were people that were in need who didn't necessarily have to give. They were receiving. And yet I don't think people were um, necessarily without Joel, even though it says they sold their possessions and divided them amongst themselves in the book of Acts. The Bible also tells us, as I mentioned, that they still continued to give in dollar amounts with alms, as, as Luke termed it. And so we're now in a, in a different area, a different place where we can we can give. And I, I'm, I'm just kind of sad that... Again, as we said in our first program on the tithe, uh, there's a lot of good people out there in the church, a lot of pastors, well-meaning people who are just passing along what has been taught to them. It's just kind of sad. We've, we've seen the perversion of what money can do when we um, turn tithing into something that it's really not. It was never about tithing money under the old covenant, and there is no tithing, so to speak, under the new covenant. Tithing, again, it just simply means to give a tenth, not necessarily a tenth of everything that you have. And so back then it was all about food, and now we're in a different place, Joel, where we, we're not trying to encourage you to not give to your church or, or to give to, to wherever you want to give your, your money or other things that you might have to give. We're, we're not trying to discourage that at all. In fact, I think, I think under the New Covenant that can be accelerated. 
in a very freeing and, and uh, a way that, that brings liberty to people, Joel, because as Paul told us, you know, every, everybody now under this new covenant can purpose in their own heart what they want to give and do it cheerfully. Yeah, and I like what you pointed out about the early church. You know, they they weren't instructed to tithe. The early church was not instructed to tithe, and yet they gave amongst themselves. They helped one another out, and that's really that's really what giving is under the new covenant, because we're we're a body. The life that we have in Christ, no man is an island, as they say, but rather we're one body. Christ is our head. And all the rest of us, we do different things, we play different roles within the body of Christ, but we are one body, and we support one another. It's not that a whole bunch of people are meant to support a church, or a pastor, or a pastoral staff. Now, if people want to do that, that's wonderful. You know, if that's what you do, that's wonderful. But the point is that as a body, we support one another. We are a royal priesthood. It's not like anyone is better than anybody else, but we as a body are meant to support one another, and that involves giving, giving of money, giving of our time and talents, and so many other things. And so, uh, like you said, we'll have to move on next week, you know, talking about some of these things. How, how, if we don't tithe, how is the church provided for? You know, questions like that come up. So we'll talk about that and other things next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.